0: PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Axel, I'm busy talking about orgasms. Could you kindly not do that right now? Axel, why is that even on the table? Can you get him? Get your baby. Can you get your baby so I can go back to talking about orgasms? Pushed your baby right on the floor. Fantastic. Amazing work. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome to Taboos, the podcast where we talk about taboo culture with foul mouths and drinks in motherfucking hand, baby. I'm your host, Celeste. The drink in my hand today is actually a press pomegranate ginger. It was in the fridge. I'm not really sure. I had my first client meeting today in my new business venture I'm so fucking excited about. It was a beautiful fucking day. One of the last days of summer. So I really just felt like a refreshing little seltzer moment was necessary. And this one really hits the spot, even though y'all know how I feel about ginger. It's like a little bite that I'm not interested in. But uh, you know what? Anyway, okay. If y'all are here today because you saw that we're talking about sex drive, welcome. You'd be correct. In fact, we are talking about sex drive today. And I'm not even going to lie. I'm actually really nervous. (laughs) I'm actually really fucking nervous to talk about it with you guys because there's going to be some truth in this episode that I don't think I've ever admitted to anyone, let alone myself before. So, you know it'll just be it'll just be an adventure for all of us. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm not claiming I'm an expert in this subject at all. Actually, let me let me just start our disclaimer. I feel like that'll be really fucking helpful because I don't know how else to tell you how unprepared I am for this conversation other than telling you exactly how unprepared I am for this conversation. So let's go. Today's disclaimer reads. Sup. Guess what? <laughs> I'm an adult and my moral compass must say these words. You also should be an adult for the following content. However, sexuality cannot be defined by age. So I'm literally not asking how old you are on purpose. Other important things to note. I am not a lawyer. I am not a doctor. I am not a sexual therapist. And I am not claiming any accreditation to professionally speak to the following, which is based on research and personal experience. Maybe a kink or two because fun fact I am absolutely not a virgin (laughs) y'all have heard my child and honestly if you haven't peep any of our tiny taboos episodes for the proof for the receipts in hand she's right there she's amazing she actually just turned eight yesterday super cool golden birthday but yeah absolutely not a virgin Mm -mm, not even close not even close your girl loves a little tantalizing tango mid-afternoon while the kids are napping up on the dryer. Mmm, yes, please. Thank you, ma'am. Let's go. Okay, cool. I am a proud little sexually driven creature. Now we all know that. Or I was. And I've really been struggling with that since I haven't been lately. Which brings us to today's topic, which will be none other than... Obviously, sex drive, a topic that I was going to look into for myself because just please hold, but I needed to know. I personally just, I have this thing, I need to understand my body. And I sat here thinking, if I don't know these things, I bet that there's a lot of other people who don't know these things. And I really think that we should change that. So with with that said, please know that the following content is absolutely not safe for work. And I wanted you to know that it's not safe for work because nothing is worse than when you're at work in an uncomfortable situation and something like that comes up, something inappropriate comes up. And yet, like, it's not a terrible situation, but it's also not like what you were expecting. For instance, uh, one time I was looking at a friend's phone. She was showing me a table that her husband had built and it was so fucking beautiful. And I was so excited to see another angle of the table. So I swiped thinking it would be a table. (laughs) and the following photo was not a table so feel free to slip into something comfortable while we get started with the basics that way we're all on the same page so I'd like to start with the definition sex drive is defined as the urge to seek satisfaction of one's needs or the desire to have sex shout out to our asexual episode called better than sex cake with my girl Danielle from geese bumps geese bumps come on Forever, one of my favorite fucking episodes but honestly low-key throwing it out there it is perfectly wonderfully acceptable to be asexual and that needs to be screamed from every mountaintop ever everywhere before we go into this episode it is absolutely okay to be asexual and if you're not familiar with asexuality please go check out our better than sex cake episode it is fantastic But there's another term that folks use to more adultingly talk about sex drive, and that is the term libido, which I actually much prefer in terms of definition, but I absolutely fucking loathe the word, and that's just me. I just, the word freaks me out. I don't know. The definition of libido came from Healthline.com, quote, libido refers to the sexual desire or the emotion and mental energy related to sex, end quote. We must acknowledge the very specific call out to emotional and mental energy in relation to sexual desire because guess what? That's top secret insider information that can be 1000% mutually exclusive and you could be going from a solid second string to a fantastic fucking franchise player in the matter of time that it'll take you to listen to this episode. I mean, the choice is yours, really. Stay average in bed or don't, but you're welcome if you stay. Okay, y'all, confession. I'm a 29-year-old woman who truly has no idea how sex actually works, what it means, what it means to my body, and why I love it so fucking much. I was raised in a house that we call, quote unquote, Midwest nice, and I promise When my 14-year-old self got in trouble for my biological father putting me on birth control so he could continue to pimp me out for his drug habit, nobody told me what sex really was or what it meant or what it should be like or feel like or that I had consent to it. Any of those things. I had no idea. Hence, we have an entire library full of information related to some of those topics and we'll continue to make content as such. Educational, healthy, and free. That's what we care about here. And with that said, I need to just be really honest with you. This is going to be us learning together, okay? I'm already a franchise player in bed. That's not what I'm worried about. However, there's a lot of this component that I don't understand in my own body. So that's why I'm here. If you're here because you want to be a franchise player, congratulations. Let's go. So, here was where I started this because honestly, I wasn't even really sure how to get into this. So, I'm personally somebody who likes to break things down onto planes of existence. And I really recognize that sex exists on all planes the physical plane, the mental plane, the emotional, and the spiritual. And we're going to talk about all of them. Don't worry. I promise we're going to get into it. It's going to be amazing. But let me high level tell you sort of how I categorized these buckets because they're just, just hold up. Just hold up. Okay, cool. So under the physical bucket, I recognize this as the difference in men versus women physically, as well as physical preferences, being physically aroused, being physically able To have sex or a sex drive in whatever that means to you and your body's capability to get the fuck off. If that means that you only get off when people touch your earlobes, that's what that means. If that means that you only get off to certain porn or to a certain fetish, like, that's okay. As well as sexual PTSD in both physical presentment and mental presentment, which is not limited to rape victims, but obviously... Applies to rape victims, duh, as well as hormonal influences and physical exhaustion. Those are all things that I really recognize fall under that physical bucket. Under the mental bucket, I have women versus men because we operate different mentally. No shade, just fact. Facts aren't attacks. What does this person understand sex to mean to them as it relates to their mental presence? Like, that's a factor that changes. ADHD and sex, which is honestly a separate episode for ADHD specifically. I am definitely talking about what it's like to be ADHD and have sex in that episode. It's a fucking circus, let me tell you. People who are sexually aroused by intellect or art or humor or other mentally stimulating factors. Shout out to all my sapiosexuals. Hey! As well as having the mental quote unquote clarity, to make space for sex drive. Obviously, this can be affected by mental exhaustion and other things that like you tell yourself, negative self-talk, things like, do I think I'm desired or desirable? Or do I feel that I am physically desirable? That could be on mental, emotional, or physical plane. Honestly, that fear could reside on all of those planes as it relates to this concept. So I really think it's important we say that. Moving on to the emotional category, we're looking at things like friends with benefits versus fucking versus hookups versus having sex versus making love or compared to like the physical release of stress and anxiety, right? Like all of those things have different emotional implications, Or like back to my ADHD brain. Sometimes my ADHD really just hopes that it's enough that sex or masturbation or anything is just enough to take my mind off of whatever the fuck my mind can't stop thinking about just so that I can relax for a minute. Also, yeah, shout out to masturbation. This would also be considered in this space, at least for me personally, but... Maybe that's not your thing and that's fine. But also under the emotional bucket, like we were talking about the am I desirable questions. I recognize the question under the emotional bucket is really, am I desired for the right and most important reasons to me? right? That's a huge factor in desire. I don't care if you don't like X, Y, or Z about my body. What's important to me is A, B, and C. If you love A, B, and C, yep, my basement's flooded. That's how that works for people. Also emotionally, have I promised this body to someone else? Have I given my body to someone else and now in a non-possessive way, it belongs to them? You know what I mean? And then there's the spiritual bucket and I ask myself questions like is this dick worth disrupting the precious incredible divine power that I have found within my own body? I know that I could ground myself but I don't know what kind of karmic energy this man is carrying and is that worth entering my most sacred space? Which is obviously my perfect little pussy that's what I'm talking about. Don't worry I don't have vaginal hubris. Dear women, if you have a pussy, it is a perfect one. I promise. Porn star certified. Look at her. She is so beautiful. And if no one has ever told you that, she is. Okay? Be good to her. She is the thing that separates the quote unquote outside world from your literal womb, which is the place that all life is created. You (laughs) heard me. I said all life is created. And guess what else? Because she's yours. You can do whatever the fuck you want with her because she's yours. Isn't that amazing, women? Aren't you so proud to have a vagina? I sure fucking am. Ready for another unpopular opinion, especially in Texas right now? If your body is creating a life that negatively impacts your life, you can certainly get an abortion. Judgment-free. Find a safe space and a doctor who does that. Ask someone you trust to drive you. And if you're worried about protesters or Bible bashers, you can call me, okay? I'll go with you, and I will hold your hand, as well as I will unleash a hyena mode that Matthew, Michael, and Paul would be convinced came from the pits of hell itself with a smile on my face as we walk through that crowd. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you just give me a call. We'll do that. We'll go on a little adventure. Then we'll get ice cream after. I can't wait for that day. Also, stay tuned for an episode specifically about abortion. (laughs) It's going to be a good one. But if you're not here for that, that's fine. Let's go back and look at the genocide that is women in Texas. Back to this episode. And if you feel that genocide is, quote unquote, too strong of a word, you clearly have no idea that losing your right to decide what you do with your life and body and free will is literal suicide for people, for women, for millions and billions of women, for me, for you, for our daughters, for your wives, for your sisters and mothers, for your girlfriends and neighbors, for anyone that has absolutely nothing to do with you. Stay woke. Be empathetic. Jesus would want you to. And God is a woman. I promise that they're both on board here, okay? Moving on now. Those buckets are really how I see the concept of sex in all its existences. That's how I interpret it. So we're going to drop those panties and get right into it. Here we go. We're going to talk about this today specifically on both perspectives of this no pants dance. Also, shout out to the no pants dance. Such a good fucking episode. Love that episode. And honestly, because it's totally acceptably fine for men to not only understand the female body and have access to the information that we as women hold against you when y'all don't make us come. Paired with the sad truth that y'all can't wait more than three minutes to get what you're really here for, y'all get to wait. And we're going to talk about the women first. Funny, not funny. Ladies, listen up. This is fucking important. Ladies, listen up. This shit is important. It does not matter if you're married or if you're conservative. It doesn't matter your sexuality. Unless, of course, you're asexual and then this is all irrelevant. And I really just appreciate you for listening. Thank you. This is about our bodies and understanding them in a way that the medical system and society are not built to talk about the divinely incredible, sensual, sexual fucking beings that women are in all of our beauty, in all of our power, in all of our grace, in all of the things that a woman is that are so fucking incredible. And if you don't realize that no matter what the situation In all honesty, you hold all of the power simply because you have the pussy. I'm here to tell you. You're welcome. So we're going to start with physical perspective. And the following came from WebMD.com. The first age bucket being in your 20s. Quote, you're likely to become more fertile from your teens to late 20s than you are in the years that follow small Celeste plug right here, I personally don't believe that fertility and sex drive have absolutely anything to do with one another. And this point is really, really important. Not only for people who are suffering from infertility journeys, who may have really real sex drives, and that's just blindly ignorant thing to say. Shout out to our infertility episode. But also, as well as loving sex does not equate to wanting kids. Nor does a lot of kids mean that you love sex. Come on, you guys. Like, that's common fucking sense. Like, we have to be better than that. And that's a common misconception that I think we stereotype. And I just have to fucking say it. Like, stop. 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 Okay, here we go. This may make you choosier about if and when you have sex though it's not exactly clear why. In fact, scientists think that the female desire might go up just as fertility starts to decline toward the end of your 20s, end quote. Which is why I think it's important to say that I don't feel like there's a correlation there, but I am not a scientist. The following age bucket was 30s and early 40s. Quote, This time of life may be when your sex drive is strongest. I strongly fucking disagree considering the age range starts in our 20s and that sex drive in pubescent years is second to none for some fucking people, men and women equally, which is why parents must, 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 must talk to their children about their bodies and sex. Pros and cons and hold nothing fucking back. Check out our virginity episode if you need some fucking material and a place to start with that conversation. But teach them that their body is theirs and that it holds power and value and purpose. Teach them not to waste that. Teach them to fuck safely, but always to do both of those things. Value yourself and fuck safely. Those things should be a requirement. Okay, yep, moving forward. Here we go. Quote, One study showed that women between 27 and 45 had more frequent and more intense sexual fantasies than younger or older women. They also had more sex and were more likely to have it sooner in a relationship. End quote. (laughs) WebMD is written, run, and paid for by the Eurocentric medical system and brought to you by Colonization. You're probably sitting there wondering, why is that relevant, Celeste? And because, let me tell you, it is relevant as a 29-year-old woman. I can assure you, whoever wrote this has never met a woman who was fully honest or aware about their sexuality and desires. Or the information wasn't understood correctly because a man couldn't ever grasp what it means to have the physical experience of women. And that's why it's spoken about like some fucking blanket statement we laid down before the two-pump chump came through to publish his findings about our bodies. And I really just don't fucking like that. Also, having kids can fucking impact this for women. Because the next fucking category is women having kids, specifically. And all I can... All I can honestly hear in my head is Tiny harnessing the most powerful, intense, beautiful black woman energy that I have ever felt saying, fuck them kids, because my child is incredible and I should win like mother of the year or some shit. It's true. Quote, at any age, pregnancy and childbirth have a big impact on your sex life, but it is different for everyone. Your body and hormones change throughout pregnancy. That may mean a boost in libido at times especially during the second trimester, and a lack of desire at others. You may also be anxious about whether it's safe to have sex while you're pregnant. It usually is, but ask your doctor if you're unsure. Also, it more often is than not, and also it's encouraged and necessary. It's physical movement, and you're horny as fuck sometimes especially as your hormones fucking change. I am that stereotype woman. If I am cranky and I have a fucking attitude, there's a 50% chance that I'm suffering from female blue balls and I really just need to get a nut. Like that's real. Okay. That's a real thing for women. Women are not fucking rocket science. We need to stop talking about women like they are. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Followed by the quote: Breastfeeding. Raising kids and other work can also affect the time, energy, and interest that you have in sex. End quote. Oh, you betcha. Oh, you betcha. It sure fucking can. Don't you know. Fucking stupid. Yeah, good talk. 50s and beyond. Dear women, your body is still sexy and valued and desirable. Even quote unquote beyond 50 even if society doesn't talk about you like that. Anytime I personally need a reminder of that, I think of Susie, who was this 74-year-old woman who Allie and I used to pole dance with. Oh my fucking God, I really, seriously, I can't. If I don't have the confidence and zest for life as well as sensuality of what I associate this woman with when I'm 74 years old, I'll absolutely just fucking die. Just like kill me. Just kill me now. Like it's fine. If I'm not going to be like Susie when I'm 74 years old, just put me out of my misery. There's no point. Like I'm, (laughs) I really feel that strongly about it. Okay. For anyone who doesn't know Susie, I'd like you to imagine JLo and the hottest grandma that you've ever seen plus the most cookie-cutter grandma that you've ever fucking met. Like, real. You're welcome. Ageism in sex talk must fucking go. It's really, really gross. And you're welcome for that, too. (laughs) Quote, around age 50, an inner, quote, empty nest, and inner, quote, or less worrying about getting pregnant might make some women more interested in sex, end quote. Hold the fuck up. Hold the fucking phone. Just you wait. Although this perspective is real and valid, it is also important as fuck to say that women prior to 50 can experience these feelings. Menopause can strike literally at any time, no matter what the white coats tell you. The American medical system is not built to understand the female body outside of reproduction and sales. And sometimes the two together. Fucking gross. Ugh. There is more red than blue on these white fucking walls, and I just need y'all to know that. Subscribe for further fantastic analogies about our country. Quote, but as you head toward menopause, estrogen levels drop, which might cool your libido down a bit and lead to vaginal dryness, which also doesn't have an age limit, people, and Lube comes in some really great flavors. I really recommend you look into it. Hot flashes, anxiety, weight gain, and sleep problems also can make you less in the mood, end quote. Duh. Shout out to the menopausal symptoms that vodka gives me every fucking time. I literally am terrified of menopause because every time I drink vodka, I go through those fucking symptoms and I just hate my life. Shout out to vodka. Okay, so that was that. Gentlemen, as promised... It is your turn for some attention. You have been waiting so patiently. Dear men, we've obviously gotten to this point of this episode with the understanding that I have absolutely no idea what it means to be a dude. So I'm really going to do my most sincere effort to do y'all justice here. Okay, I, I promise. I am open to thoughts and perspective and feedback. Absolutely. I am never open to dick pics. Okay, thanks. Again, the first bucket being the 20s. The same philosophy about puberty and sex drive and all the things. However, do not doubt for one second that it is, in fact, socially acceptable, perpetuated, and, in fact, incentivized that boys and men understand and are aware of their sex drive. Okay? Not their sexuality or sexual expression. The way that it is acceptable for women, and I am so, so sorry about that. Sincerely, I am. But everyone knows all men just want one thing, and they will take it. We are taught this from the time that we are little, little fucking humans. All of us. You don't want to be lumped in with quote-unquote all men. Separate yourself from those fucking men by being an ally for women. Because for our literal survival, we must assume That you are, quote unquote, all men. Because at any fucking moment, you could be. And that's how you get serial killed. So please be better. For us. Please. The article went on to say, quote, Testosterone, a hormone that men need for sexual arousal, is typically in your 20s. And so is your sex drive. But it is also a time when you could be anxious about sex due to inexperience. End quote. Why would anyone not say the same exact fucking thing to women? That blows my fucking mind. That was not included in the article about women. But I mean, it's true. It is true. Shout out again to the no pants dance, though. We talk about this. The literal premise of that episode is this concept. I swear to God. Enjoy. Quote, that might be part of why 8% and possibly absolutely more of men in their 20s report erectile dysfunction. End quote. Shout out to our dick could save your life, bro. No joke. All men need to hear that episode, except for the men who are quote unquote all men. Those motherfuckers can take a swift walk through a wood chipper. And that would make me very happy. The next bucket being 30s and early 40s. Quote, many men continue to have a strong sex drive through the years, though testosterone starts to slowly decrease around the age of 35. It typically goes down by about 1% per year but it could be faster for some men. This could have some effect on your sex drive. Plus, for many men, the stress of work, family, and other commitments can affect how interested you are in sex. End quote. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. That can be said. 50s and beyond. Two in 50s and beyond. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. That was terrible. Allie definitely just disowned me. Quote, if you're in good... fit. I'm so sorry, Allie. (laughs) Quote, if you're in good physical and mental health, there's no reason you shouldn't continue to enjoy your sex life as you get older. End quote. Again, why this disclaimer isn't also present for the women is absolute bullshit. I was talking about before. Yep, it is exactly that. It's fine. I work here. It's fine. Let's keep going. Quote, erectile dysfunction does become more common as you age. The numbers are actually fucking insane. Again, shout out to our episode about erectile dysfunction. Your erections may happen less often and may be less firm. The literal definition of ED, okay? Duh. But it's not age by itself that causes the problem as much as health problems. Problems that become more common with age, like heart disease, diabetes, high cholesterol, and obesity, and the drugs that treat them, end quote. For real, your dick could literally save your life, bro. It isn't just a cute title that we made. That shit's real. Be good to him. Before we move forward, please note the following segment of information was put through a whitewashing gender equity filter to be read back to you as, Dear Human Body, You Need Hormones to Get Aroused. Fun fact. However, the original quote read, Men, it's not just about testosterone. End quote. Fun fucking fact, it's not just men who should be talking about testosterone, according to Dr. Deborah Witherspoon in a Medical News Today article. But this sexist as fuck WebMD quote reads, You need some testosterone to get aroused, but it's not clear how much. It may vary from person to person, and though it's true your levels decline with age, scientists don't know exactly how this affects sex drive. Some men with, quote-unquote, low testosterone show normal sex drive, while others with high levels have sexual problems. Other medical issues, physical fitness, and mental health could also be more important factors. End quote. I don't know about like, quote unquote, more important, but I do know we sure as fuck did not have a list of things that we talked about being super normal reasons that women also have low testosterone and or low sex drive. Other physical considerations include period sex, yay or nay. Shout out to our Let It Bleed episode. Is everyone squeaky clean, or are we all aware and safely practicing even if squeaky clean isn't really an option? Because I'm really just not trying to live herbally ever after. Have you slept recently? How much alcohol do you drink? Are you looking to get off for the sake of releasing all that from your body? Or are you really just not interested in anyone's hands on you at any point in this exact moment? All real physical factors. The list honestly could just go on and on. And again, I'm new here. I only know so much and most of it is an entirely different perspective of physical, right? I I know I'm really good in bed. I know I love sex. I know. I know the things, okay? (laughs) And shout out to a number seven. That's really, that's what I have to offer. (laughs) I rest my case. Before we move on to the mental category, we must address the further difference in men versus women as it relates to sex drive, arousal, getting to the finish line, all of it, okay? And the following information came from an article called How High Sex Drive Works Differently in Men and Women. The article came from psychologytoday.com. The article opens with, quote, Sex drive refers to a hypothetical construct encompassing one's attitude towards sex sexual desires and sexual behaviors men have a inner quote stronger sex drive than women and this gender difference is evident in cross-cultural research involving men and women from 53 different countries in each nation studied men self-reported uh-huh stronger sex drives than women (laughs) While some women do have a very strong sex drive, this sexual motivation functions very differently for women than men, end quote. Sidebar, I'd like to offer men are not only more socially accepted for being honest and open about their sex drives, lives and fantasies, oh my, but also slut shaming is real as fuck and one of the most disgusting and irrelevant things that someone could use against someone else's character like we need to acknowledge that both of those things are present when anybody is self-reporting some shit about their fucking sex lives both of those aspects have to be considered okay but any hoot any hoot here we go per dr madeline fergie quote women's sex drive is more variable than men's in two ways I would argue that point, but I'll wait. First, women's sex drive is more variable across women. Some women having higher sex drive than others. No fucking duh, right? Sex drive among individual women has also a huge variable factor. Even women with a higher sex drive may not always have a high sex drive. End quote. Also no fucking duh. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Second... Women's sex drive is influenced by, please, please wait. I really hate what I am about to read because it is not even fair or the whole picture. And I am not okay with any of it, but I'm going to read it in its full context. Quote, their menstrual cycle as well as their desire for their own partners or alternative partners. End quote. Okay, we're going to stop there and we're going to take a breath because mm, I'm not happy. Because the quote then says, Men's sex drive is not only more consistently higher than women's, but it is more consistent over time and more consistent across individuals as well. End quote. Do you wanna know why? Men's sex drive is directly linked to a physical fucking reaction—one y'all can see and feel—and when you have to, can in fact quote unquote control it women's sex drive is more often than not a mental experience. If I had a dick, there would easily be like 400 restaurants that I would never be allowed in ever again because people would be hella worried about my fucking perma boner. Thank God in all her glory that I have a vagina. Once again, I'm so fucking grateful. All I have to fucking deal with is the filthy stock ticker that's rushing across your face while we talk and my basement being flooded. Not a big deal. I work here. It's fine. Which leads us to our next sex bucket. This article is titled Low Sex Drive in Women, and it came from Mayo.com. Quote, Women's sexual desires naturally fluctuate over the years. Highs and lows commonly coincide with the beginning or the end of a relationship, or with major life changes. Some medications used for mood disorders can also lower sex drive in women. End quote. Let us not forget, we said the same thing for men. Like, literally, seriously, we sure fucking did. I hate this double-edged sword. Why can't we just say it is this way for fucking people? I don't understand. Quote, if your lack of interest in sex continues or returns and causes personal distress, you may have a condition called, quote-unquote, sexual interest arousal disorder. But you don't have to meet this medical definition to seek help. If you're bothered by a low sex drive or decreased sex drive, there are lifestyle changes and sexual techniques that may put you in the mood more often. End quote. The next section is like the causes of low sex drive specifically, which obviously is important, right? And the article said, quote, desire for sex is based on a complex interaction of many things affecting intimacy, which can, but is not limited to the following, physical and emotional well-being experiences, beliefs, lifestyle, and or your current relationship, end quote. Some physical causes are listed as sexual problems. If you have pain during sex or cannot orgasm, it can reduce your desire for sex. What a fucking concept. Oh my god. If nobody's ever told you that shit before, now you know. Please move on with your life. You're fine. You're normal. Figure out what works for you and roll with it. Nobody gives a fuck. Medical diseases. Many non-sexual medical diseases can affect sex drive, including arthritis, cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, coronary artery disease, and neurological diseases, as well as medications, lifestyle habits, surgery, and fatigue. End quote. The article article went on to say, quote, Exhaustion from caring for young children or aging parents can contribute to low sex drive. Fatigue from illness or surgery also can play a role in low sex drive. End quote. Please note that that statement was 110% true regardless of your sex. But really, let's not forget that this article is for women specifically and that's called sexism. Bum-ba-da-ba. Psychological causes from this article, not from me, are listed as mental health concerns such as ADHD, autism, those two are from me, anxiety, and depression. Stress such as financial stress or work stress, poor body image, like what the fuck, as well as low self-esteem. Please note I did not say self-esteem of steam, and I'm so glad. I was like really nervous about I was really fucking scared that I was going to fuck it up and I said it right. As well as a history of physical or sexual abuse and previous negative sexual experiences. Followed by relationship issues. Quote, for many women, mm-mm, K, okay, wrong. It's everybody. Mm-hmm. Emotional closeness is an essential prelude to sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. Can confirm. So problems in your relationship can be a major factor in low sex drive. Fun fact. Decreased interest in sex is often a result of ongoing issues such as lack of communication, unresolved conflicts or fights, cheating or trust issues, and poor communication of sexual needs and preferences. Okay, so we're going to jump back to that Psychology Today article for this next one because that's also really fucking important and it wasn't included on the original article for this women's article, which, yeah, okay. Ready, here we go. Sexual frequency is also a huge thing that we need to fucking talk about. Quote, for both men and women, having a high sex drive is positively correlated with both an unrestricted socio-sexual orientation which translates to comfort with casual sex and a greater number of sexual partners. Obviously, that means in terms of body count here, okay? That's what we're talking about. For women, however, the link between sex drive and sexual frequency is impacted by their relationship status, which is honestly, for anybody who doesn't realize it, a protective and self-harming defense mechanism, which is honestly a proactive and self-harming defense mechanism to slut-shaming, just in case nobody's ever explained that to you before. In relationships, women's level of sexual desire were directly related to their frequency of intercourse. Pause. I need to address this one specifically, okay? Because it's important and it's foreshadowing. So listen the fuck up. Hi. 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 It's me, Celeste. I have real ADHD, okay? Okay. Okay, good. Object permanence is 110% a factor for my brain and body simultaneously. Literally all the fucking time. Even with sex. Even during sex. Even in terms of my fucking sex drive, okay? As a single woman whose sex toys are all put away and sleeping comfy and cozy in their little home, I honestly, like, forget. I forget that I am a highly sexually driven fucking person like poof it's just gone like like oh okay gone and then here comes my anxiety and stress and depression and not only did I forget my basic human need I'm mad at myself about it I'm mad I feel undesirable I'm unwanted I feel tired I'm fucking stressed I feel underappreciated and undervalued by myself as well as others and even though a goddess orgasm is exactly what I need to be back on my baddest bitch shit, I just can't bring myself to fucking do it sometimes. I really can't. Because of the emotional and spiritual components for me. See? Like I promised. Foreshadowing. Ta-da! Which leads us to our emotional bucket. And honestly, we're going to lube up this big hard concept before we get into it, I promise. Let's just start with something really PG to warm us up. Let's start with attraction, okay? Pretty fucking simple. The definition of attraction is the action or power of evoking interest, pleasure, or liking for someone or something. It's also defined as a quality or feature that evokes interest, liking, or desire. And lastly, it's defined as a place which draws visitors by providing something of interest or pleasure, which is different, but also not really. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's a sex joke from the same exact psychology today article that we referenced before. I went right back there quote for both gay and straight men. A high sex drive is associated with increased sexual attraction to either men or women according to their sexual orientation, but not both end quote. Okay. Um, Shout out to Tyler, the love of my life. Oh my God, that beautiful little fucking button. I just can't even with how much I love Tyler. Fun fact, he's a bisexual man and he's absolutely 100% attracted to men and women equally. Peep our bye-bye-bye episode if you're confused. Okay, bye. That was a different kind of bye, but either way. Quote, for straight or bisexual women. (gasps) What? What? Hold up. Now we can talk about bisexuality being an option? What the fuck is that? Because it's women? Cool, 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 cool. Okay, yep, you're right. I totally forgot. Forever perpetuating that men, quote unquote, should not be openly bisexual, which is offensive as fuck to me. 110% like I can't. That's just sick. Anyway, quote, for straight and bi women, however, a high sex drive is associated with increased sexual attraction to both sexes. End quote. Mm-hmm. Same thing for dudes. Cool. The article continues to go on talking about this dude and this research, and I'm going to tell you about that now. So in 2007, there was research performed by this dude who the article refers to as quote-unquote lipa, but I honest to God, I don't know who that is, and I, I just know he's a dude, and that off the bat tells me a few things, but especially that he's biased, but it's fine. Here we go. Quote, in research spanning 12 different nations and world regions, Lippa explored self-reported sex drive and sexual attraction. He found that only lesbian women diverged from this trend in 2007, people. We cannot lose sight of that, okay? The trend was lesbians with high sex drive reported sexual attraction to women but not men. However, because this research involved self-reported sex drive and sexual attraction, it is possible that some participants did not accurately report their attraction to both sexes. End quote. Fucking duh! Homophobia in 2007 was a literal fucking death sentence. Would you like proof? Let me offer it. According to lgbtqhistory.org, In 2003, the ever-famous Lawrence versus Texas case occurred, which was a Supreme Court decision. A huge fucking deal for anybody who isn't familiar with how our fucking justice system works. Also, fucking Texas. QI roll. I'm so sick of fucking Texas. Quote, ruled by a vote of 6-3 to that a Kansas law criminalizing gay or lesbian sex was unconstitutional, declaring the importance of constitutional liberty and privacy consistent with the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. End quote. Not sure what the 14th Amendment is? I would love to fucking tell you. But shout out to our preamble episode if you're unfamiliar with how corroded the foundation of our actual constitution is, or what amendments are in terms of our civil rights. But in all honesty, they are entirely band-aid solutions with a passive public apology for political brownie points. That's all they are. And the 14th band-aid that we applied to the bullet hole that sexual orientation has ripped through humanity states... No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the U.S., nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of the law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. End quote. Leaving that and all the hostility I have for the hypocrisy of this country right there for this episode. At least stay tuned. Subscribe. I don't fucking know. If you want to hear more about how I feel about this country, either check out our existing content or stick around for more. Because the quote continues to say, quote, the Supreme Court also overturned the court's decision in Bowers versus Hardwick a 1986 ruling stating the court had made the wrong decision. End quote. That's right. We're going to talk about it. Facts of that case, according to Oyez.org, quote, Michael Hardwick was observed by a homophobic and creepy as fuck cop who absolutely should have had his badge taken for engaging in the act of consensual sodomy with another adult man in the bedroom of his home. Yes. Rather than anyone questioning what the fuck this blue-backed fucking creep was doing at Hardwick's bedroom window, this shit about Hardwick and his boyfriend getting it on made it all the way to the Supreme fucking court. And that's part of qualified immunity. Shout out to that motherfucking episode. I'm so fucking proud of that shit. That's probably one of my favorite episodes. My best work yet. Quote. After being charged with violating a Georgia statute that criminalized sodomy, Hardwick challenged the statute's constitutionality in federal district court. End quote. As he had every fucking right to do! The question raised to the courts was, quote, Does the Constitution confer a fundamental right upon homosexuals to engage in consensual anal play, thereby invalidating the laws of many states which make such conduct illegal? End quote. You heard that right. In some states, even if I choose anal, which honestly can be really great, it's still illegal. My sexual proclivities, what I do with my body in my home. With or without someone else could be considered illegal. Yes. That mm-hmm. That is the country that we live in, in fact. Land of the free to go to jail for enjoying anal sex. Cool. Cool, cool. This ruling was in place from June 30th, 1986 to 2003, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And in 2008, for reference... Proposition 8 passes in California with a 52% vote in favor, declaring that marriage is only between man and woman, end quote. So the point of this taking place, this research taking place in 2007, being anything but straight at that time was obviously fucking dangerous. Being and expressing your attractedness to someone, anyone, was... Is still fucking dangerous, you guys. Like, imagine that shit. Of course, men didn't fucking accurately report it. That would be outing themselves and really seriously putting a target on their fucking backs. You can't blame men for not doing that. You can't blame anybody for not doing that. And the attraction component is honestly only one of. Thousands of combinations of synapses and neurons that fire in your brain and course through your body as a result in the exact same way. Feelings, right? Your feelings about it. Which brings us to our next level. Let's get a little fucking PG-13, little little, some, little sassy in here. Because now we're aroused, right? Now we've, we've expressed attraction. This leads to arousal. Arousal is a huge component of sex drive that we gotta get into. Even if it's just the tip, we fucking have to, okay? And to define arousal, it is, quote, the feeling of being turned on sexually, end quote. An internal fucking feeling, you guys, that in the right circumstances with consent and maybe a safe word can lead to at minimum orgasms that will change the way that you feel about sex forever. Picnic! Picnic! (laughs) That's our safe word. Allie and I have a safe word. It is picnic. Shout out to our BDSM episode. Also a great one. And how do I know about those orgasms is probably what you're wondering. Like that was probably the first question you asked, not what our safe word was. But how do I know that? Honestly, that's the only kind of orgasm that I'm happy with anymore, which is honest to God, why I struggle with my very own sex drive which leads us to the spiritual aspect of this conversation. If you're new here, I really, honest to God, I don't have time to explain this in depth, but please feel free to browse all of our content because anything that you've got a question about in the following can either be found in existing content or you can always reach out to us on our socials. I'm just going to drop those here because this seems organic. You can reach us on Twitter or Instagram at Taboos the Pod. We are just taboos on Facebook and you can also reach out to us with any taboo topic suggestions or if you'd like to be a taboo topic subject matter expert you can reach out to us at taboospodcast at gmail.com as well as we have a tea public, we have patreon page where you can subscribe for bonus content and bloopers uh, we have a bunch of great opportunities out there really great stuff coming you guys just Please feel free to check out any of our socials. We are also up on YouTube. Officially, thank fucking God. Thank Allie. Thank all the things that happened to make YouTube happen. Yes, I'm so excited. As well as we are up on TikTok. Shout out to TikTok. We are Taboo's podcast on TikTok. Enjoy. But anyway, spiritual woman. That's me. Divine, feminine. Yep. Cosmic witch. Reiki healer. Team empath. Checking in. Here I am. Hello. Nice to meet you. And I have a twin flame. That also must be said. Shout out to our love drug dealer episode. For those of you who speak normal human words, that really simply means that I am very, very in tune with my body, mind, emotions, and spirit, and those traits in those around me as well. And I have shared my body with someone who sparked something inside my soul, inside my motherfucking soul, that no one else has even come close to well before I've even gotten to the point of considering something sexual with someone else. Like I will meet someone and I just instinctively know, like I just get this vibe now when someone I'm attracted to just honestly isn't worthy of my body or my mind or my emotions, my spirit, my love, Or, honestly, my mind-blowing, life-changing, soul-reaching orgasms. Like, they don't deserve that from me, so why would I fucking give it to them, right? And I, honestly, I promised this man my body because I thought we'd be together forever. Honestly, I did. And part of me, the part of me that still roots for my twin to be the man that I deserve, the father that our kids deserve, the grandfather that I want our grandbabies to have, who... (laughs) Takes them to fucking Mets games and who plays Rambo with them even at 70 with a bad back and is honestly likely entirely deaf at that point. That part of me, who still loves him so fucking much, really feels like maybe we still could be together forever. And if I were with anyone else, it would be cheating, honestly. In fact, even the idea of being with someone else does currently feel like fucking cheating. And it has for the past 1,001 days. Exactly. Exactly. I've even tested this theory to be, f- <laughs> to be very transparent with you. I thought if I were with a woman, it would be fine, right? Like maybe I was afraid of giving my body to just another man. So I tried it. I loved it. Okay. I, <laughs> I really loved it. For anybody who doesn't love eating pussy, I just have to tell you, you are in fact a pussy. And you are missing out really seriously. But in all reality, it felt like cheating the whole time. And I didn't even enjoy the orgasm because of it. Now, please don't hear me say that this one person now has my body and soul and heart forever. He certainly doesn't. But he has set the bar extremely high for whoever the next person I choose to share my body with. My talents, my gifts, my energy, my soul, my temple my life-changing orgasms and porn star moan, whoever the fuck that happens to be, the bar is set so fucking high now because I'll never again share my body with anyone who doesn't meet that expectation of spark because it just feels fucking wrong. It just, it feels like I'm not supposed to be with anybody who doesn't spark my soul like that, which is the entire sanctity of marriage regardless of what fucking faith, religion, or spirituality you align with. And if more people spent time listening to their bodies and their partner's bodies during sex, I honestly think divorce wouldn't be a fucking thing. Because no matter where my sex drive takes me moving forward, I will never again have meaningless sex. Because it's honestly bad for my body, my mind, and my spirit. Which to me feels like the ultimate figure of self-love that I could possibly imagine. Keeping myself whole and protected and sexless until someone else is worthy of that is to me a figure of self-love. One that I'm going to finger and tease and kiss tenderly, longingly, and passionately until it fucking explodes for me. And I can't wait for that shit myself and for whoever my partner ends up being because it's gonna be really fucking great here on out and that's what I had on sex drive you guys honestly it really was as always we talk about what we learned here today so I'm gonna do that really quick again you're welcome to reach out to us on any of our socials and let us know what you learned here today open honest respectful feedback welcomed by all honestly again just no dick pics please thank you very fucking much I really recognize the thing that I learned here today is that sex drive is such a complicated fucking thing that I had no idea of. And I really appreciate being able to not only explore that, but also to be able to share it with you guys. Because I really think that it's important as we talk about ourselves and understanding ourselves and the way that we love ourselves. The way we love ourselves and share ourselves with others is very, very important especially in terms of sex and nobody ever explained that to me before and that's honestly what I learned here today so there there's that Thank you so much for joining me here today. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the space and time and thought process that y'all shared with me and that you allowed me to share with you. Thank you for letting me be so intimate and personal with y'all while still absolutely loving me and having the respect for me that I deserve because my sexual orientation and proclivities have nothing to do with how fucking great I am as a person or how cool I am or smart or wonderful or anything. That could be true about absolutely fucking anybody, which is an important thing to be said, which is why, hello, I said the words. And that's honestly what I have for today. So really, seriously, again, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you had an absolutely fucking amazing time. I hope that you learned so many things, maybe some tips and tricks and Little filthy, flirty fuckery. Very excited about filthy, flirty fuckery. And don't forget to join us next week for coming together. And as always, do you be taboos.